Welcome to the Uncensored Society Podcast, where guests share their insights, experiences, and tactics to help you accelerate your business. So building, scaling, and monetizing your business is made easier. And now, your host, Kay Suthar. Oh my goodness, guys. Today, I have an awesome speaker for us. Um, His name is Ronaldo. And in fact, he has toured all over Latin America, educating business leaders and university students on emerging technologies. Yes, something that a lot of us actually struggle with, right? Technology. Like, seriously, he now teaches business owners how to achieve their financial and charitable goals by securing millions of dollars in grants from fortune companies. Now, Who wouldn't like a little bit of money from grants, right? Like everybody needs to know how to do this. And there there are ways. And Ronaldo is here today to share with us how we can actually get hold of some of that money that we need for our businesses, right? So please welcome Ronaldo Santana. Hello, everyone. How are we doing today? Thank you so much, Kay. And thank you so much, everybody, for listening to this podcast right now with us. Glad to be here. Oh, I am super duper excited to have you here because this is something that not a lot of people really know about. I mean, they know there's grants mm. out there, but I think people, like, it's too difficult to get your hands on on that. You know, they don't know the strategies. So I'm so, so grateful that you've come on board here to share with us how we can do that, right? This is going to be awesome. Now, before we get into the whole nitty gritty of all of this, I would love for you to share with us a little bit about your background. You know, what was Ronaldo doing before you even stepped foot in the world of business? <laughs> well, Ronaldo was a, uh, and still is in some ways as a hobby, a musician. Um, I've been playing the uh, the trumpet since the age of seven. And I'm also, uh, you know, I play the piano and I'm also a, a conductor. Um, so you can say that one of my biggest passion is music. And uh, aside from music, it was just playing video games, <laughs> being lazy. <laughs> that's all. That's all I care about it was music, video games, and nothing else. Oh, um, my so, goodness. but uh, I can tell you that over years, I fell in love with um, technology as well. Uh, became Ooh. a tech nerd, and my first sales job was at the Apple Store. So I became an Apple specialist. Oh my God, you're a, you were a genius. I'm always a genius. <laughs> <laughs> nice, I like that. Brilliant. That's so. Awesome. Tell me this, um, what was it about technology that just intrigued you? Because a lot of us don't know how to deal with technology, right? It goes over our heads. That is so true. And I can tell you that I don't know how I got hired by Apple (laughs) because (laughs) I was transparent. I mean, I was a PC guy, Windows, not really a Mac guy, but I needed a job. And um, I applied and I was very transparent. I was willing to learn. And I guess at that time, they were hiring people who are, you know, just openness, to learning new types of technologies. And, you know, I got hired and they taught me about the Mac and how efficient it is and everything else. So then as I grew in the, into this role, um, I got to meet different types of customers from around the world who were tech savvy, non-tech savvy. And some of them kind of challenged me. And every time they challenged me, I kind of learned more about technology and the possibilities of it. And also just being curious, um, okay, was really the most important thing, being curious about technology and learning more about it, reading about it and trying it myself. So uh, I, I remember back in 2017, 2016, I actually went to San Francisco, California, Silicon Valley, and uh, I was working for a market research firm called Greenlight Insights, where they focus on virtual reality, augmented reality, AI stuff. And I had a chance to test out a lot of new type of technologies with different co-founders and CEOs. And that just 
opened up my mind completely. I'm like, wow, the possibility is huge here. Uh, but yeah, that's that's how so that's how I kind of got into technology. And then I actually wrote a book uh, back in 2016 about uh, how us millennials have changed the world and how technology is moving so rapidly and how to catch up to these type of generations. Uh, so this book explains kind of the history of marketing, sales, and technology, and how that transformed into where we are today with inbound marketing and social media. Uh, because many folks, you know, unfortunately, it's just too much for them, and they need yeah. some baby steps, some handholding, and uh, that's what I wanted to provide to them. Amazing! What is this book called? Uh, Tradition, Meet Innovation, Catching Up to Millennials, and it's on Amazon. Oh, brilliant. Okay, we will definitely have to add the link to that in the show notes for sure. So I'll get that off of you um, later on. But yeah, I'm sure loads of people are going to be so excited to read this and learn about it because it sounds like an interesting read for sure. But Ronaldo, I want to ask you a controversial question. <laughs> Since working at Apple, have you are you now a convert? Like, have you converted into Mac now? Like, is that all and be all? What is your opinion on that? Once you go Mac, you don't go back. There you go. <laughs> it's Amazing. So true. Uh, you know what? I'm a Mac user for sure, and I would not change, um, you know, my Mac laptop for anything in the world. Like I love it. Yes. Yes. What was it about uh, Apple products or the Mac laptops and you know PCs that actually you know made you think? Well, actually, this might actually be better for business and use what was it seriously it was uh the experience that you know going from a pc let's say you have a task and the, the task takes six six steps to get there mm -hmm. with the mac it was always like three or less or four or less steps you know it always was a bit easier to do things on the mac and i'm like wow this is, this is amazing yeah. and you don't get viruses like the, like the pc <laughs> and the blue screen of death they call it so right. There's many things that I was able to compare very quickly and saw the difference. And uh, that's how I, I fell in love with it. Uh, that people, I guess back in the day, this is back 2009, uh, people had more PCs, but uh, they weren't giving the Mac the chance. And uh, once they gave the opportunity, they were blown away. And that's what I love about that job is that every single day I changed someone's life or I converted them over. And uh, I've gotten customers who come in who, I don't like Max, stay away from me. I'm here for my daughter, she wants an iPhone, whatever. I'm like, that's <laughs> fine. Ashley, you know, waits to get her phone. I, I just want to show you two, three things. That's all. And boom, that person would buy a Mac that same day. And uh, Wow. <laughs> wow. Amazing. Amazing. I had to ask you that question. I had to. <laughs> yeah. Not only that, but the reason why the Mac is so popular and why I, I fell in with it, everything syncs together. Your iPhone, your iPad, your computer. So no matter what happens, if you're lost, whatever, if you get one of those devices, you are safe, you know? Definitely. Like, I have an iPhone. I have a Mac. I'm all about the Apple products for sure. Um, but do you know what? A lot of people say that, oh, my God, they need a whole training manual when they're actually converting to Mac because it's just a completely different process, right? And it does – it is – you know something that you got to learn and, and kind of develop new habits but once you've got it you're like you said once you go mac you never go back right it's freaking <laughs> awesome it now is. a little bit about god the matter of grants now ronaldo how did you even come across this method was it something that you were doing in business that you were looking at like how did that come about happy to share that with you k um so 
you're looking at someone who knew nothing about grants. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so I started from the bottom. Now we're here. Uh, but basically, uh, it started during the pandemic 2020. Um, I was a head of business development for a VR company, virtual reality. And um, I got laid off. Um, I was the only resource here in the US for them. And uh, when I got laid off, you know, I started applying for jobs and no one was hiring because of COVID. And I told myself, you know what, let me get myself into a um, into a empowering role here. And uh, I've always wanted to get into real estate. And uh, that's what I did. I got myself a coach. I went to MIT and Harvard to get some online certifications on real estate investments and analysis. And uh, then I started networking with folks and then um, made some great connections. And they kind of taught me a few things. Um, and I started my own business called Santana Capital Group. Um, and that's when I'm like, okay, well, I started a real estate company. I have no track record. I have a track record in tech, but not real estate. Right. What are we going to do? So weeks go on and I, I go to my office and I meet this guy named Brendan. Uh, he's a 26 year old young guy, very smart with marketing. And, uh, you know, he was telling me that on the side, he was helping folks get grants. And uh, I'm like, oh, is it for four properties? Like, no, you have to be a nonprofit to get these grants. But however, I kind of help people kind of make them so it goes with their for profit um, so it can boost them up. So I'm like, all right, well, I want to try that out. So, you know, I paid him money and he helped me get this grant. And, uh, you know, it boosts my business. It brought a lot of traffic to myself. And not only that, but it put me in a position where I can educate people on what I knew about technology and how to implement that into real estate. So I was giving before receiving, which is awesome. And uh, when I saw that happen for me, I'm like, you know what? This is this is a fantastic strategy. Um, I want to teach other people how to do this and not just keep it for myself. So I told Brandon, I'm going to start a business around this. I'd love to have you join me. Uh, and together we can make some some great damage in terms of impact for society. So uh, he joined me and uh, we now have this company called Impact Annex. So I was the first customer to go through this whole journey, this whole experience of how to learn to get a grant and how to get that grant to work for my nonprofit and my for-profit. That's, that's how, how everything became to be, you see? Wow, wow. Okay, so I'm trying to get my head around this now. So it can work for a nonprofit, right? Um, but you don't necessarily have to have a nonprofit company. It can work for other other businesses as well, right? So you have to be a nonprofit to get the grants, yes. And if you're a nonprofit, you can partner up with a for-profit to get a grant. Um, or you can share that grant. And that's what I'm, I'm happy to share about how to do that as well. Okay. All right. Now, when people talk about grants, right, basically people say that's free money. Is that true? Is it just free money people just giving away to, to nonprofits to help them with their charity work? It is, but you also have to put in the work. <laughs> okay. It, so what are the implications, right? Because now a lot of people get too comfortable, right? They'll do all the things that they need to do to get a grant, right? But then, you know, life takes over. They haven't been able to do, you know, whatever it was for whatever reason, right? But they've got this money. So if something like that happens, right? Hopefully it doesn't. But if something like that happens, what are some of the implications? So by not using the grant or not or being lazy, simply the grant's taken away. <laughs> That's oh, it. really? So is there yeah. steps in process where you have to show them your progress? <laughs> well, I can tell you that the grant that I specialize in, Kay, uh, because there's several grants out there, right. but the one I focus on is the Google nonprofit grant. Okay. Ah. That's right. 
And uh, what the Google nonprofit uh, grant is, is a grant where they give you $120,000 of ad credit per year to be used for advertising purposes. Okay. Oh, wow. It's not cash. It's only credit to be used for the Google ads platform. Right. right? So what happens is you have to be um, a nonprofit to get the grant. What we do is we help you create this nonprofit that aligns with your for-profit so that you can lead with education. So let's say you have a for-profit where you're selling, um, you know, software. Well, rather than pitching and selling software, as always, you use your nonprofit to educate people on how they use software. What is that software? How does that software resolve problems in your community? How's that, how that software, you know, fulfilling the need out there? So by educating people, you attract them with that grant, a 10,000 per month grant. And then you take that, the whole flow of folks going to your website and converting into your customer suite of for-profit. So to make it simpler for folks listening, the nonprofit is where you educate people and your for-profit is where you service them, you see? Mm -hmm. um, and to your point, someone from Google is always looking at your website and uh, they're always looking at your platform to make sure that there is activity happening. Mm -hmm. If not, they just suspend your account um, and that's it. <laughs> oh wow Lost. okay i see so yeah there are definitely steps in place you got to make sure that you actually deliver what you've been promising really that's right okay that's right. and so the other thing that i've kind of hear you saying is that if anyone wants to start a business right whatever business it is you're better off partnering up with a non-profit right in order to be able to get hold of this grant is that right you can either partner up or just you as a business owner create a nonprofit, uh, which is great because there is some tax incentives if you're a for-profit business and you have your own nonprofit that's aligned with it, because then you can write things off and leverage both organizations. Right. But is it that easy to start your own um, nonprofit, Ronaldo? It actually is. I thought it was complicated at first, but uh, it's actually a lot easier than you think it is. It also comes down to uh the country that you're from i mean i'm from the u.s right yeah. in the u.s it takes about i mean the u.s actually a bit longer it takes about six to 16 weeks to get a 501c3 status which is a charity status mm -hmm. but if you're canadian or if you open up any if you're from any other country and you open up a nonprofit in canada which again is where we focus as well um it takes about two days to get a nonprofit. <laughs> just oh, two wow. days and it takes about a month and a half to uh to get the grant um in canada versus the US, you have to wait those six to 16 weeks to get that 501c3 status and then apply for the grant, you see? Oh, interesting, interesting. Okay, mm -hmm. so Renato, tell me this, what are some of the common mistakes people make when they're applying for grants or when they're looking at applying for grants? Yeah, sometimes they overcomplicate it. <laughs> <laughs> we tend and to do that. As human beings, we are awesome at complicating things, right? <laughs> yes. Overcomplicating, not reading um, clearly the instructions, uh, because that's one thing, especially for this grant, uh, Google only works with one partner. They're called TechSoup, and TechSoup is a global organization, and they're like the, the most important part. Once you pass TechSoup's validation process, that's like a guaranteed Yes, you got the grant. But if you uh, don't pass that process, that application, and they say they deny you, then you're out of luck forever. You can't uh, apply again. Which oh, sucks. really? So it's, yes. it's a one time in a lifetime opportunity. Yeah, because if you mess up and they're like, mm, yeah, we're not going to validate you. There's something fishy or something. You're denied. That's it. Now, wow. what's important that by 
passing this TechSoup section, TechSoup gives you a token. Uh, and that token is, lasts for 60 days, and you can use that token to apply to, to the Google Grant. Now, what's great about TechSoup, TechSoup partners up with many Fortune organizations, even like Microsoft or Adobe, yeah. um, Zoom, I mean, you name it, but they partner with 75 plus organizations. And once you have that token, you can apply to all those grant programs, all those uh, resources, discounts that, that those companies have on the website. So you're not just logged into Google, you, lo you have an opportunity of all these grants available for you. Um, it's pretty cool stuff. I didn't know about it until I got into it. Yeah, yeah. Cool. Now, but tell me this, right? Mm -hmm. Why would Google decide to give away money to people? Like, what are they getting out of it? So Google started back in 2003. Mm -hmm. And as they started increasing their platforms, their offerings, right, they, be, they had more and more users. So that means they made a lot more money. So, well, somehow you have to do some, something with that money. And uh, in terms of taxes, because in America, they're going to eat that, you know, away. The government wants that that chunk, right? So right. for them, this is one of the biggest massive tax write-off they can do. And they're not wasting any money because they're just credits. And at the same time, they're attracting more people to their Google Ads platform. Oh my goodness, that is smart. Very, Very smart. smart. Amazing. Very smart. Okay. Now, when people apply for this, do they have to um, give Google or somebody, do they have to pay an upfront amount in order to then get this grant? Nope, they don't. Um, the steps is fairly uh, straightforward. Uh, basically, you have to have a nonprofit. Once you have that nonprofit, you apply to TechSoup. Once TechSoup validates your nonprofit and gives you that token. Then you go to Google uh, nonprofit ad website and get started with them. They, they'll ask for that token. They'll ask for your the name of your nonprofit, the address, the phone number. And then it takes Google about three to five business days to review everything. And then boom, congratulations, you have the Google grant, <laughs> right? Wow. So that's like just 50% of, of the work. The other 50% is understanding very well how to use Google Ads platform because I'm sure that there's listeners listening saying, oh, well, that's easy. Well, it could be for some people and it could not be for other people. But we also have to understand that Google Google uh, ad platform for for-profits, it's a bit different than the Google ads platform for nonprofits. Some of the rules are tweaked. They're, they're different and they have limitations. Um, so you have to be able to understand what those rules are and understand how to manage those types of apps for nonprofit. But uh, being really good at Google Ads basically gives you the ability to get those, get the right folks in front of your ads so they can convert into your customers. You see? Okay, I see. Now, if someone out there does want to get into the whole legalities, right, reading the terms and conditions, um, but just want to just go for it because they've got a nonprofit or they're thinking about creating a nonprofit, are you then able to help them around that so they don't have to deal with it? Exactly. Oh, yes. The answer is yes. I mean, <laughs> this is why. So I spent about $70,000 into this business when I started. And the reason why I did that is because I was my first customer. But I want to make sure that before I go out there and start publicly inviting people to, to my services, I want to go in through, you know, this whole motion. I want to... Uh, go do it multiple times so that I know that I can get this guaranteed for people. Right. So I had to go through several roadblocks with TechSoup, with Google, with my website, because Google has some strict policies on the website, how it should look like and how it should load up with mobile and desktop, right? Mm -hmm. So 
I went through a lot. So I got to where I am today where I can help people now. And I can say the word guarantee. I can guarantee the nonprofit status. I can guarantee the Google nonprofit grant Uh, just for that reason, because Google, unfortunately, they don't they don't provide support in terms of you can't speak to anybody. You can't email anybody. Um, All that Google offers you is is heavy, heavy documentations to read because they assume everybody's a tech nerd or some sort of a reader. Uh, which I get it, but not everybody's the same way. Yeah. Um, so we make sure that we take the headache away from that and we can help those folks who just wants the grant, wants to get up and running very quickly. Uh, so we created a, an eight-week program where it's done with you uh, so that at the same time you're learning, you're empowered, you have the right tools and resources to get up and scale up, but you're not alone. We're there with you. Um, and we also answer all your concerns, all your questions. We share best practices, which Google does not do, and all the do's and don'ts. Like, for example, this, again, I have to do it myself to learn before I share with anyone else. Mm-hmm. I was stupid. I added my debit card to my Google Ads account. Mm-hmm. And just because of that, Google interrupted the, the grant service and suspended my account. I'm like, what? <laughs> I want, I mean, wow. I, would, I want to add more budgets and top the 10000 per month, but Google didn't like that, and they just suspended my account. So there's many things like that that we wouldn't know about um, until you've gone through it yourself. So we teach about that and um, how to avoid certain things like that and just help you scale up. So Okay. Now, um, you've been doing this for um, a a little while, right? And that's how you spent kind of the ups and downs, the do's and the don'ts of how to do this. So once they've accepted you once are you able to apply again and again and again for that same nonprofit? so for every grant you have to have another nonprofit created ah, okay okay so i have i have three myself uh one in the us and in two in canada you see mm-hmm. the most important thing is that you keep compliant with your nonprofit, which means uh you pay the annual fee for it or the annual filing for that nonprofit, mm-hmm. and after that you're all set. You're, you're good. And uh, to not complicate things, because we like to complicate things, I just tell folks, I mean, this is leading with education. This is a digital nonprofit, which means it's just a website with education content. Don't use it to get donations or anything else. Just get it for the grant. That's it. If not, you're going to complicate things with taxes, CPA, everything else. Ah. So we just set the nonprofit up in the purpose of just getting the grants. You educate them on your nonprofit. You take that traffic. And now you support your for-profit as well. Yeah, I like that. And I think, again, what stands out to me is you're educating people on how to do this the right way. So that means yes. if they want to then do it again for another nonprofit that they're thinking of opening up, they can implement the same strategies, right? That's right. That's brilliant. That's brilliant. Now, you mentioned that this is for people, I guess, based in the US and Canada, but can it be someone, I guess, in the UK like I am or in Australia? Yes, definitely yeah. 100%. Okay. So TechSoup is a global organization, um, and we can help with that whole process as well. So if you're in the UK, hey, Rant, I need your help getting this. Boom, we can set you up with that nonprofit, set you up with the grant, and uh, boom, <laughs> you're good wow. to go. So yes, yes. Okay. My wife is Colombian, and I got her a grant as well. And uh, what's great about Colombia is that $10,000 US is about 30, 40 million pesos. <laughs> In Colombia, so <laughs> dominating the first pages for her her niche, which is great. Amazing. Okay, so I'm imagining that there's probably loads of other different legalities depending on what country you're at. Um, and but you do all the work, 
right? We don't have to deal with that. You do all the work regards to that. Fantastic. Okay, that's what I like to hear. And I know a lot of other people don't want to do that work. I'm being honest, Ronaldo. No, we don't want to do that work. So I was so glad that you're around to do it for us. I don't blame (laughs) I took all the headaches for you guys, so no worries. I did that, so... Brilliant, brilliant, brilliant. So tell me this. Tell me this. What would you say are the top five strategies, tricks um, when actually looking to apply for this type of grant? There's not really really tricks. It's mostly, um, I mean, you mean like applying like on my end on behalf of the customer or customers wants to have the grant and tricks to If a customer wants to have the grant, right, what would be some of the things that they need to look out for, some of the right strategies to, to put in place, some of the things, I guess, common mistakes that people are making that they just don't know about? Yeah, number one is uh, understanding what you're doing <laughs> because sometimes people feel 50, 60, 80% confident and then that 20% that you're like not sure about, uh, they still proceed without really knowing. And when it comes to a grant, everything's very sensitive. What you type in, what the information is that, that you're submitting to, to people. Right. Um, so if you're not confident, you shouldn't apply. Um, seek help, find the answer online before you go in. Uh, and do something uh, because everything really matters. Nonprofits tend to be uh, sensitive uh, with information because you're getting free money or free credit or free something. Uh, People who are providing it want to make sure that you're legit. They want to make sure that you're doing it for the right reasons. want to make sure that you are the right fit for them. Uh, So it's it's being uh, resourceful and having the information in front of you before you do something. That's number one. Number two is going in there with the strategy. Uh, When it comes to grants overall, they want to make sure that you know how to spend that money, uh, regardless if it's Google or not Google. So you have to have a plan in place. Um, you'd be surprised when you apply for grants, let's say it's it's $100,000 US, they want to make sure that they know where that $100,000 is going towards. Um, so you have to have, have that prepared for you in, in that budget and where that's money going to be spent. And it can't be one of those things where well, I'll give myself a $70,000 salary and then uh, <laughs> take the rest and create some virtual events and some picnics and everything else, right? Oh, my no. goodness. Oh, right, no. right. Okay, no. I see. So that's that's that. Uh, number three, you have to know very well um, the grant provider's uh, mission or vision uh, because once they want you to apply for it, it has to match up with you know what they do and what they care about and what that vision. So, for example, if I'm a, a grant person about impacting kids with education and you apply, well, I'm assuming that the grant that you want is to maybe create a school. Maybe it's to uh, buy all these books and give it to kids. Maybe it's about uh, creating uh, reading groups for kids and stuff like that. But if you start, you know, just applying just to get the money and apply for something else, you're not going to get it. Uh, Another thing is also empower yourself to uh, read some books about grant writing because, uh, again, Aside from Google, you know, I, I've I did my own research and uh, grant writing is it's harder than you think it is. Um, you have to it's a skill you have to develop mm-hmm. uh, and the application process can be long and you have to write a lot um, about your team, about your mission, your vision, about what you do, how that aligns with their core values, their vision, their mission. Uh, you also have to kind of showcase your, your expertise in that area. Um, and also, most important thing is show KPIs, key performance indicators, right? The metrics. Uh, what kind of impact have you done in the past, um, so that they kind of, you know, trust you with it? Uh, because some, the majority of grants out there sometimes just 
once a year they give out this one grant and sometimes you're competing with other people right so they, they want to make sure that they're giving the right grant to the right person and this is why again I, I like the google one because there's no really competition they have unlimited money ad credits for people um so they don't really ask questions about how you're going to use it they don't ask you questions about really who you are they just want to know all right you're a nonprofit. great what are the primary activities that you do with, with that nonprofit? All right, and uh, what kind of spending do you guys do right now? And then Google gives you a, a survey to know how much do you know about Google Ads? How much do you know about Google Ad Grants? And you know you can answer it tr truthfully. Uh, but aside from that, they actually like to empower people. Um, so they're like, hey, we'll give you the grant. Here are the rules, follow it, and good luck. If you don't follow the rules, we're gonna take it away from you yeah yeah wow so what you're saying to me is applying for a google one is actually a lot easier than a lot of the grants out there right yep. um and so that's one of the benefits of actually applying for them and with them but all you got to do is just make sure you know the rules inside out um and that's why you're there to support people out there and making yes. sure they know exactly what they're getting brilliant now tell me this ronaldo what kind of successes can people see by actually receiving this type of grant? A lot of successes. A lot. Of, I mean, I love this because I'm seeing the impact myself. I see the transformation. I mean, this is great. I've seen people who, you know, been affected by COVID in terms of business. Yes. Um, you know, they've lost employees. They had to shut down. Or maybe the money they have for marketing is not there anymore. So they had to allocate it to operations or something else. Right. And now this... This grant comes in and fuels that marketing advertising budget that they didn't have before, which is great. Um, also great for those folks who had a physical store or a physical practice, like a coach or a consulting, and now they closed down because of COVID. Now they have to do this. People have to adapt to this virtual world. And you'd be surprised. There's still folks having trouble with it because they used to face to face for many, many years. And now it's virtual and they're not comfortable with it. So now it's teaching them how to use different you know, tools like Zoom or webinar presentations like restream and right so they're adapting and sometimes they need help and guidance so um, i love seeing those type of folks when they kind of join this program and they get the grant and it's like all right what i do right great all the knowledge all the answers all the assets is right in your head which is great you don't have to start from zero you don't have to learn how to do something new it's just let's take what you know up here and let's turn it into just an academy or educational media center where you're just educating people via workshops, courses, webinar, podcasts, ebooks, blogs, you name it, just a vehicle for people to learn. And they're like, yeah, I think I could do that. Well, I guess you can. Not only that, but if you have if you have a website, we can just transfer some of that content over to a nonprofit and just change some of the, the languages. Uh, because what what I've seen is many business owners are, you know, they're stuck in that push, 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 sell, sell, sell aggressively. Uh, coming from business school myself and working in corporate, small mini business and startup, it's always been the same mentality. Close, 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 push, 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 right? Mm -hmm. Forget about how they feel, just close the deal. Right. Um, and, um, you know, I'm trying to create a culture here to remind folks, hey, give before you receive. Get back to the basics, one-on-one, and why you decided to go back and, you know, do business. That's to help people, to help solve a need, right? I see so many startups with pitch decks, and it's always, you know, how we solve and help people. Great. We'll keep it like that still, you know, don't uh, change after you get the money and then aggressively close people. No. So this helps business owners to shift their mindset to leave education. And by leaving with education, they're going to see the fruits, the rewards for that. Right. You're going to boost your 
uh, credibility. You're going to boost your reputation. You're doing goodwill. You're giving back. Uh, you're becoming a thought leader in your space. All this by educating people, just educating people on what you do and how you help them. And what's going to happen is that folks, before they access your free content, they're going to give you the first thing, last thing email, which are all kind of getting used to that already. And as you're building your mailing list, you can follow up and be like, hey, Kay, thanks so much for watching my webinar. I really appreciate it. If there's anything else I can help with, help you with, here's my for-profit business where we can service you on X, Y, and Z part of the service, right? And because they took the time to learn about you and learn about how you help people, they just that respect has been earned. That trust has been earned. And now you're a lot different than your competitors. Because many competitors out there, doesn't matter what niche you are, I can guarantee you they don't have a nonprofit. Maybe a little bit, maybe 1%, but the majority of them don't have a nonprofit themselves. Right. Maybe they give to charity but they don't have their own nonprofit on what they do. So it makes it unique and stand out uh, because you and I can agree, Kay, mm -hmm. consumers today have changed the way they buy. There's a lot of due diligence happening. Like, who's Kay? I'm going to look her up on YouTube. I'm going to look her up on LinkedIn. I'm going to Google search. Like, what, what's up? You know, before I do anything with Kay. And that's what's happening. So by having a nonprofit, it relieves that pain, but also gives them so much value. And again, you do impact and you also support your business. So it's, it's a great, beautiful thing. And at least a legacy behind. And lastly, sorry, I'm talking too much here. I'm a no, good no, set of no, go topic. for it. This is awesome. <laughs> when you're a business owner and you're looking to maybe someday sell your business, mm -hmm. think about how much your business is going to be worth knowing that now you have a nonprofit, a nonprofit that's attached to it, that has a grant. And which, by the way, this Google nonprofit grant is a lifetime grant. So once it's yours, it's yours forever. Okay. All right. Forever. Ten thousand a month forever. Okay. Uh, so if you're selling your practice, the the worth or the value of that pro that practice is gonna be a lot more, ten x, because it's coming it's coming with a nonprofit. It's coming with the grant and ongoing um, lead magnet, ongoing traffic flow uh, to the organization. So it's a win win. Wow. Wow. Uh, that is amazing. So ten thousand dollars a month forever wow okay this is not an opportunity that people want to miss out especially if they have a non-profit or thinking about creating a non-profit like why wouldn't you do so but also what i've noticed um, ronaldo is that you mentioned about serving first right mm -hmm. um and putting the other person before your own needs and making sure that you're creating results for people so not only do you help people get grants but then you also help them with their business strategies and what to you know basically their mindset and what they should be doing yes. how they should be doing it oh my god this is just like everything in one package Yes. <laughs> this is insane. I love it. I love it. Now, I know, Ronaldo, at this point, people are thinking, oh, my goodness, how do I get hold of him? I need to learn more. So where can they go to connect with you? Yes. Great question. Uh, they can go to www.impactnx, spelled A-N-N-E-X.org. There is a great landing page with a webinar that I've done for people, 19 minutes, uh, but explains the whole process, the whole concept the next steps for you, um, how you should be thinking about this. And then uh, can I give the information on timeline? Um, and there's a great session for FAQs because I'm sure that folks who are listening have tons of questions. Yes. Uh, so for the past two years, I've taken all those tons of questions and condensed it to, uh, you know, top 15, top 20 questions that's on my website, the most popular FAQs that will answer the majority of your questions. So uh, I invite people to go to the website to not only connect with me, 
but also to watch the webinar, review the FAQs, and uh, if you're ready, we get started to impact the world together. Basically, amazing. I love it. I love it. And just to let everyone know that the webinar is an absolute freebie, so make sure you go mm -hmm. ahead and watch that webinar. Get on there right now find out the do's and the don'ts. And if you still have more questions, then connect with Ronaldo. I know he'll be more than happy to help every single one of you guys out there for yes. sure. Um, all the links that Ronaldo has mentioned will also be in the show notes below. So please go and check that out also. Ronaldo, it was amazing to have you on here. And oh my God, so many golden nuggets. That was insane. <laughs> Thank you, Kay. I appreciate it. I appreciate you, everybody listening, just being here today. This is awesome. I love it. Brilliant. Thank you once again. Thank you. Thanks for listening to the Uncensored Society podcast at www.uncensoredsocietypodcast.com. Make sure you hit that subscribe button so you can get this and every other episode that's coming out. We have lots of great stuff coming, so make sure you hit subscribe so you don't miss it. And thank you in advance for all the reviews and comments. I appreciate it so much and I look forward to serving you in next week's episode.